This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the podcast. Let me just introduce today's podcast by something that happened toward the end of it, which is when Sarah said she was going to kill herself if we did not do a positive news story at the end. So... Uplifting so wait, would be wait, the wait, term I would spoil, use. Don't spoil it. Did she kill herself or not? Unfortunately, she's still alive. But she did. She I, would you consider it positive, Sarah? The last story. Did you? Would you? Were you up? Was it? Did we hit the goal there? Um, you'll have to listen and see. Let me let me just say this. Uh, it revolves uh, uh, around um, things. That appear smaller if you're in the water <laughs> and in Anaheim Park. Uh, you'll have to wait for that one. Coming up on uh, today's podcast brought to you by Relief Factor. All right. Pain drains all the color out of your world, right? Tried everything to get away from pain. I'm sure you have too. Thankfully, my wife made me try Relief Factor. That changed me, changed my world. If you're dealing with really bad pain maybe today is the day you should give it a try relief factor is a daily supplement helps your body fight that pain 100 percent drug free developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain about 70 percent of the people go on to try it for three weeks they go and order more month after month i happen to be one of them relieffactor.com relieffactor.com 1995 three-week quick start comes with relief factors feel better or your money back guarantee relieffactor.com 1-800-4-RELIEF you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program So Hamas kidnapped children, uh, kids as young as four years old. I think they've got a couple of babies uh, still. Um, And they were exchanged for what will be uh, three times as many uh, Palestinian security prisoners. So Hamas is getting a pretty good deal. Wait a minute. I was told everyone was very concerned about a proportionate response. Yeah, so well, a proportionate response would be the same amount, but no one seems to be concerned about it anymore. Why is yeah. that? I don't know. I don't know. I can't find a story on that. I can't either. No yeah. one's even mentioning it. What a surprise. Yeah. And we, I couldn't find a story today. Finally found one. Uh, and it is from the Jerusalem Post. What a surprise. But had to look for 30 minutes. Finally had to have one of my researchers find it. I went to Jerusalem Post. I couldn't even find it. 40 Israeli uh, hostages were taken by Hamas. Three times as many Palestinian security prisoners. So who are they? Well, they're women and minors, most of them. Oh, okay. Children. What did the children and women do? Can't find that. Find a list of everybody's name. 
but can't find even the charges. You know, I heard this morning. What? Um, most Palestinian young men and boys <laughs> will be arrested by the Israeli military at some point in their lives. Really? The that was that the was same the ones that the toddlers that, that were toddlers that were taught in preschool how to kill Jews. Yes, you mean those, those, those people. Okay. Some point in their lives, okay. you know, at some point the Israeli military will come after them because of who they are. Okay, so one of them was uh, 16 years old. He was uh, from the West Bank, otherwise known as uh, Judea and Samaria. He was connected with Fatah, Fatah, and um, he was uh, convicted of opening fire on Jews. Now, he didn't kill anybody, injured people, but he didn't kill anybody, and he's a minor. So he was given a sentence of five years and two months in jail. Oh, the humanity. Can you imagine if you had a 16-year-old uh, kid in, let's say, Chicago that was just going to open up his gun on a crowd of people and just target them to kill them, every intent to kill them. But they were 16 years old, and they only injured several. What would we do? Would we give them five, uh, five years, two months in jail? I think so. Then you have uh, Saudi Abu Adi of the West Bank. He was connected with Hamas. He was arrested when he was 17. This is one of the boys that they are saying are being released. He was 17. He'll turn 18 in March. He, was, he also opened fire on Jews as well as throwing rocks, breaking traffic laws. He was in pre-verdict detention uh, pending the outcome of his trial. So this guy, this guy is just in trial. Remember, he, he, April 2nd, 2023, um, he opened fire on a group of Jews to kill them and then threw rocks. The, the worst thing I could find was some of these people, they endangered security officials or threatened them. Or they threw rocks. Yeah, I heard the throwing rocks thing. Yeah. Like, as yeah. if, it, first of all, that's nothing. Throwing rocks right. at police officers is okay. nothing. Well, throwing rocks, especially when you connect it to opening fire on Jews and throwing rocks, <laughs> kind of takes a different uh, feel. Bearing the lead a little bit there. Uh, Mora Bekir of East Jerusalem and connected with Hamas, arrested October 2015 at the age of 16. She stabbed a border policeman who survived. She was sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. Another prisoner to be released is Ahmed Marzouk, 18, arrested four months ago for assaulting police, arson, possession of weapons, and other charges. Amani uh, Heshim, 37, arrested in December 2016, charged with inflicting grievous bodily harm, armed with knives and daggers. Then you have Walia Khalid Fazi Tangi, how many names are you? 26 years old, arrested in August of last year, was charged with attempted murder and possession of weapons and explosives. So last August, he was arrested. He's 26. You know, one of the boys that may have been threatening security of Israel of some sort. A significant minority, significant minority committed crimes that were either killing people or attempted to kill people. The remaining majority supported or were involved with a terror group. 
in some dangerous way. The oldest Palestinian on the release list, I think, is the 59-year-old woman who has the scars on her face. Did you see her come home? Yeah, she's she's horribly disfigured. Uh, she was in a... Israel do that to her? No, no. She was in a car accident. Well, it wasn't an accident. It was more like a um, suicide bombing vest. Uh, and uh, she... Uh, she caught on fire and gosh darn it gosh darn it just this just this innocent woman that you know almost burned to death and was probably treated in an israeli hospital but uh, mm. don't worry we're swapping them for 4 year olds and i think that's equal i i really proportionate response it is mm-hmm. thank you for that thank you for that it is hard to watch this uh, play out. I mean, it's hard to watch the, the families and not feel good about it. I mean, I, I can't hold it again. I mean, if this was my children, I would be feeling the same way. I don't care. Let her go. Let her go. Um, being able to see some of the faces that were on the uh, abducted posters that were torn down by so many to see the faces of them returned and united with family members, if not their parents, because many of their parents were killed. Many of their mothers or sisters were raped violently. I don't know if you're following what is being uh, now exposed, but Elon Musk was there yesterday and uh, I think he got an eyeful. I don't know if you've been um, I don't know if you you have been following what they have been doing to the women. Now, Hamas says, no, no, no. This is against the Quran. Is it? Oh, tree. Oh, tree. Shout out. There's a Jew behind that rock. Really? Really? Uh, They say it's it's against the Quran to be able to rape a woman. Well, what if they're an infidel? I mean, I think we went through this with Barbary pirates. I think I remember some of this. They raped women and children. Sometimes one person who has now testified uh, as an eyewitness said um, this one girl was being uh, raped horribly. Uh, Her pelvis and her legs were broken uh, and uh, she was passed around. And uh, and then when we were done, uh, while he was still in her, shot her in the back of the head. That's the kind of depravity we are dealing with. It is horrendous. And just for the Christmas spirit, you know, the the ghost of Hamas past will visit again unless we snuff it out. And you know what? The, the ghost of Hamas future, we need to choose now because these things are not coming here. These things are already here. Look at what is being said loudly, proudly on our campuses by people we thought maybe some people thought were allies, saying it on our streets, saying it to people, meaning it. This is man-made hell and demons on our streets. 
who revel in blood and death, and it is already here. So we have to choose life or choose death. That is, that is as simple as it gets. Choose life. That's it. I don't want to be a culture. I don't want to be a part of the culture of death. And I'm sorry. If you say you're going to do this to people, I take you at your word. You know, I saw a little boy run to his mom. And that was a piece of heaven in the here and now. But October 7th was the gaping mouth of hell itself. And it is also here and now. So how do we go? How how is there contact between heaven and hell? How is this possible? We don't understand it because we don't understand our own divine nature. God gave humans power of creation everything you think everything you believe is creative i just want you to think of this how are people destroying our country right now how are they destroying us they knew you couldn't destroy america from the outside right it had to come from within and once it came from within you divide and conquer. Is that only true for countries and civilizations? Or can we look at the small data and look at us as individuals? Are we being divided as a, a one individual, are you being divided from who you really are to what, you, what people want you to be, what, you, what they want you to believe about yourself? Do you believe in good anymore? Do you believe you're a force for good? Do you believe you know what the truth is anymore? Truth hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. We have. Society has. Our governments have. But the truth hasn't changed. They have divided each of us internally from the truth. That's how you conquer a whole people. You divide them up inside. You get them to stop believing in goodness, in decency. Stop getting, stop them from saying, wait a minute, this is wrong. I don't care what you say. You've gone insane. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. So, um... Yesterday, uh, I tweeted, and yesterday we talked about it on the air a bit. How is it that this can be so competitive right now? How is it? I mean, the presidential. The presidential uh, race. How is it? Because it breaks all of the rules. All of the. This election 
will break every single rule that we have always known. It's the economy, stupid. Okay? What, what was Bob Dole doing? He wasn't talking about the economy. Bill Clinton was. Everybody knows the economy trumps everything. And you would think that this would show in the poll numbers when it comes to electing the next president. I mean, you're either going to have a grocery cart. I don't know if you saw this from uh, Sable, but I just I think he's great. A grocery cart full of groceries or you're going to have a shopping cart full of bags and bottles and maybe a sleeping bag because we're all going to be living on the streets. And it's very, very clear. And I don't know how the election is so close. I just started making a list, and I know I've missed some. The economy, it's crap. Home prices. Can you afford a home? Would you want to get into a mortgage at these rates anyway if you could afford it? Exactly right. The interest rates are next. Mm. Inflation. How do you feel about your job? Hey, how are things going in the world? Do you think we're closer to World War III or less uh, apt to use a nuclear missile? Remember, it was just three years ago when we started hearing, well, they might use a nuke. We hadn't thought of a country launching a nuclear missile at the United States since the 80s, late 70s. What do you... What? Crime. How do you feel about crime? How do you feel about the police? How do you feel about your city and how they treat the police? Uh, How do you feel about crime and the justice system? Are the bad guys going to jail? Do you feel safer in your home or less safe than you did three years ago? How about your personal liberties? Do you feel as free Do you feel like you could pretty much do and say what you want as long as you're not hurting other people? Or do you think maybe there's lists being drawn up? How about about just corruption on all levels? Do you think the bad guys, if they're important and on the right side, do they get the same treatment as guys who are not popular and not on the in crowd? Hey, big cities, how do you feel about all that poop in your street? Feeling pretty good about it? How about the border? It's never been this out of control. Terror. We haven't had anything. Haven't had anything happening. Tomorrow I have an interview coming uh, from a woman who is with the uh, air marshals. Do you know that we don't have air marshals in, in the skies now? Okay. Here's why. The majority of them are down at the border and they're not protecting us. Our our uh, air marshals are now taking and their runners for the people who are injured cr- climbing over our barbed wire fences and our razor wire fences. They're taking them to get medical care. If they're not doing that, the other thing they're tied up doing is, and I'm not kidding you, when you hear this story tomorrow, it'll blow your mind. One of the air marshals 
is following a baby, a four-year-old kid, because dad was in Washington on January 6th. So they have to follow not just the person that is in January 6th, but every family member. Did you know that was happening? Yeah, that's why we don't have air marshals on our planes. Oh, that's going to work out well. That's going to work out well. Have you noticed all of the uprisings in, you know, the skies and you never hear about the air marshal arrested somebody because they're no longer on the plane? So how do you feel about that? Hey, this China flu, but don't worry, right? Our medical community and our government's going to have the right solution for us. How about gas and oil? How about if you're a car maker? Do you feel like your job as as an auto worker is safe? I know I've missed things. I've missed the whole World Economic Forum, ESG, you know, the whole plot to destroy capitalism and destroy the United States of America. I've skipped all of that stuff. Skipped. Hey, what's happening with Israel? Have you lived in a time? Because I haven't. And maybe it's just me. It's kind of like when you're, you know, looking at a white car to buy and all of a sudden all you see are white cars. So maybe I'm noticing all the, quote, white cars. But I have never lived in a time where I have heard more normal, rational people say, I think Jesus might be coming. I don't know if anybody else is noticing that white car, but everywhere I go, it's now I live in Texas and I live in Idaho, so there's a lot of religious people, but everywhere I go, somebody says, well, it's going to be interesting. Jesus is coming and they mean it. I walked in and some guys who uh, work on cars. And I, I walk into their shop the other day and they're and they don't see me. And I stop because they're talking about God and I want to hear what they're saying. And they're talking about the end times and what they need to do to be prepared spiritually for the end. These guys look like ZZ Top. OK, these are these are grease monkeys. These are, you know, regular guys that you would look at and not necessarily say, oh, they're preparing for the end times. <laughs> So how is it that our country is so divided on, okay, well, I may not like this politician or that politician, but I know what's causing it. I know, I know what happened to gas and oil. Uh, I know who gave us the masks. Uh, I know who's emboldening terror. Uh, I know who opened the border. Uh, I know what policies and which party the policies are for poop in the streets. I know which party said, hey, enough with the cops. I know which party said, you know what? Let's uh, get rid of bail. Just let people out. I know which party is corrupting the FBI and the NSA and the CIA. I mean, how do we not know? How is this so close? If you believe the polls. And I'm not sure I do. But I don't know which way to believe them. 
I've never seen such a clear cut case to get rid of a party as this right now. Because it's happening. It's not like, you know, back in 2008, 2012, it was happening, but it wasn't affecting anyone. When we were saying, ah, this is going to be real problems here. Uh, Your medical insurance is going to go up, not down, because they just passed this. The lies were left to stand because it hadn't happened yet. All of it has happened now. By the way, this is not a rhetorical question. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I posted that yesterday. And uh, can you read that response uh, from the person who thinks they know who I am? Uh, it, it is, <laughs> it's amazing to me. You have no idea. You have no idea the conversations Stu and I have had off the air about candidates. None. You really, uh, I mean, I think everybody thinks, oh, I know who he's for. You have no idea. You're most likely wrong. Most likely wrong. I know. When we, we, we were going to come out for Marianne William. Oh, oh my oh gosh. My I, gosh said you just said I almost said it. Okay. Nobody has any idea. And this <laughs> has been a choice of this program. We're, we've given up trying to influence you. Not, you're not going to listen to us. You're going to make up your own mind. You're adults. Right. I bring on all of the candidates. I treat them equally. At least I try to. I ask tough questions of all of them. And I let you decide. You have no idea. Uh, Here's what you should know. I don't care if it's literally Mickey Mouse on a piece of paper hand-drawn from the 1930s. If that's the candidate, I'm behind them. (laughs) now i will hold their feet to the fire but i'll be honest about it but there are some things that we haven't talked about that maybe we should maybe we should because i don't think the polls i I don't know i have no idea because none of this this is not normal and i know we say that about everything every day but i think sometimes we forget What you're experiencing now in our country at any other time in our nation's history, it would be clear. It would be clear. We're in some sort of weird collective aberration that hasn't happened since the last time we were a collective society in the 1930s. And I don't, I mean, I think the, easy explanation and this is partially true is partisanship has hit levels that we haven't necessarily ever you know recognized in this country where like it, i honestly think any republican candidate and any democratic candidate started let's just say, be crazy and say 42 percent i i mean what what is the bottom you could find for any possible republican or democratic candidate right probably like, they're 40. probably starting right there yeah. i would say honestly in reality it's probably closer to 45 right. right but at some point at some point you would think the pain i mean even the declaration of independence talks about this mm-hmm. you know mankind is is more likely to suffer until it's just intolerable and at what point 
does this become intolerable for most people? I don't know. <laughs> it's a great question. I think, you know, if with all the benefits that you have, if you are Joe Biden, right, you're going to the election as the incumbent, which comes with massive benefits to any candidate. You come in with a friendly media that will basically try to justify almost anything that you do as a positive you have money and infrastructure, the education system, all of these things. It should be easy to win for a Democrat, right? The fact that it's close at all is just shows how terrible he is. I mean, it's we didn't even get jaw dropping. We didn't even get into the incompetence, mm-hmm. guys. Our world is on fire. I don't know if you've noticed. Maybe you were in a coma and you just woke up. It's not. You're gonna. Your, your mood is not going to improve. Let me just say that. Yes, I know. You just got out of a coma. Mm. Many of us wish we could have joined you in that coma. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Okay, let me uh, just start with uh, the, uh, uh, the, the author of many stories now, apparently in Sports Illustrated, Drew Ortiz. Um, Drew has spent much of his life outdoors, uh, excited to guide you through his never ending list of best products to keep you from falling to the perils of nature. Nowadays, there's rarely a weekend that goes by where Drew isn't out camping, hiking, or just back on his parents' farm. Now, Drew sounds like a regular guy, doesn't he? Sounds yeah, sounds like someone I would want to listen to on absolutely on these topics. Has a, yeah. some insight, like living the life, because I. You hate it when you have someone who's just like posing, right? This is someone who's doing this on, a, on an every week basis, who is in the middle of this lifestyle, who's going to understand what the best things are for, for this particular. <sighs> and when you're right, you're right, Thank my you. friend. You're right, you're right. Now, Drew has written a story that is is kind of um, a little weird. He was talking about uh, volleyball and um, uh, he said volleyball is very difficult uh, especially to practice if you don't have a ball. And all right, that's a great point. It's true. It's almost right. impossible. That's why I'm so bad at volleyball. Right, you don't have a volleyball. I don't have a so volleyball. So you've, you've not, mm-hmm. never been able to really improve. Now, I've right. seen you out in the, in the lobby doing the poses, you know, yeah. trying to set, no, serves. I, I don't, have, don't have, a have a net ball, or a ball. And so it doesn't, it doesn't help bad. you at all. But Drew brought that to us. Now, <laughs> that's a good point. Right. Now, somebody was reading that and they went, hmm. Drew sounds like a machine. <laughs> and uh, so they ran it through a, uh, a system that can detect if it's written by AI or not. And lo and behold, a Drew doesn't exist. Uh, Drew is, hmm. uh, well, Sports Illustrated, you know, has removed all of Drew's writings. And it really looks like Drew doesn't exist, as well as other writers at Sports Illustrated. Uh, but they, they won't confirm nor deny that this is uh, it's well, ridiculous. Wait, what, where was he wrong? It's hard to practice volleyball without a ball. And it is. Right. <laughs> what, right. At what point? To, show me the lie, Glenn. Show me the uh-huh, lie. Uh-huh. Well, there's another writer named John. He lives in Houston. He huh. loves yard games. I love yard games. And hanging out with his dog, Sam. You know, right? Uh, and uh, that's a plausible dog name. Sam, he he 
he might have thrown in uh, that Sam is also not good at volleyball. He has a ball, but no hands. And uh, and so that's uh, that's a problem. Dogs. Are, that's why dogs are not good at volleyball. So um, AI generated. Now, I, you know, I don't think there's going to be any problem having uh, reporters just replaced by fake human beings. Yeah, because that's interesting because there have been sites that have already admitted doing this, but they're not selling it as a person. Like most of the sites have just been like, look, this is AI generated content. It's usually selling you something, you know, and some sites have even admitted it, but they're not like, hey, the. I spend my weekends with my mom at the farm. Like, they don't right. say that. No, no, no. These one had AI-generated images, too. Really? So they had the person there. And, uh, wow, that's uh, that's good. I, I mean, I, I, what they're doing now is fascinating with this stuff. I was talking to a guy who works in, uh, you know, uh, in radio circles and sound circles, and he was describing how he uses AI on an everyday basis not just for, I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, well, you can have them write commercial copy and all that stuff. I mean, that stuff's going all, all, all over the place. But now they're getting to the point where they can just create voices from scratch. You know, how, like, m- remember the old thing we used to play? Uh, remember uh, yeah, the, the Big Frog? Hawking. Oh. No, the big, remember the Big Frog 1099? And we have, the, we have this really, it was a really bad radio station we used to, you know, make fun of. And, and we had these sounders made. And one of them was it was supposed to be all these different people saying i listen at work i listen at work right and and like and they had like these regular people and now what they're doing is just creating ai regular people should i play the scratch track that i played for you this morning i mean i I don't know it's up to you yeah i don't uh so every year we we change themes uh and i don't want to act like we're you know like we're fooling anybody um but every time we every time we do a, a new year, we do a new theme, and uh, now I can't find it. Okay, so that's good. Um, it's a shock. Now we need AI to help Glenn find his emails. Exactly right, right? So um, so we do we do a new theme, and uh, and this year I got a scratch track in from uh, Nick Daly, who is one of our. Uh, producers along with uh, sam carden and they're just fantastic this is what do you have it up this is what they sent me this is just the scratch track but i want you to listen to the voice good so far right <laughs> then vocals will go here mm-hmm. i'll be singing them personally this year uh, uh, so people right. are, if people are wondering. No, no, you Damn. But here. Stand up. But listen to this. Okay, not that, but. I think it's like 30 seconds into this. Are you just playing this from the beginning with no idea where we're going to be playing it? This is going to be going on for minutes before this thing pops up. But notice you still can't hit the post. Welcome to the fusion of entertainment, enlightenment. And unhinged buffoonery. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck program. Celebrity voice impersonated mm. by AI. By AI. That wasn't somebody who does celebrity voices. That's AI. That's remarkable mm. what can be done. That's very beginning of it. The very, very beginning. beginning. The very beginning of it. 
Uh, let me give you this story. A rapper and entrepreneur said that a competitor procured an interview with him that was generated by artificial intelligence and committed slander and defamation against him. Gilbert Millam Jr., a.k.a. Burner, is a rapper and cannabis entrepreneur whose company, Cookies, was valued at $500 million by Forbes in 2020. The brand opened multiple dispensaries uh, and clothing outlets across the United States. The artist faced lawsuits in 2033 that accused him of a litany of bad business practices, according to the Los Angeles Times. These lawsuits were the basis of the alleged AI-generated interview. Business website Benzinga published an article on November 12, 2023, that detailed a supposed print interview between Berner and author David Daxon. According to an archived version of the story, questions to Berner were posed as being direct from the author to the rapper. The most dam- damaging allegation uh, alleged uh, questions included concerns about potential links between cannabis and children. Then the author alleged that he asked the rapper about allegations regarding his involvement with human trafficking and sexual exploitation, as well as derogatory comments in YouTube interviews. After Millam Jr. uh, declared the interview to be false and not real, reporter Grant Smith Ellis asked if any of the article quotes could be attributed to him. He said, absolutely not. Not one word is mine. I've always done my own quotes and interviews in my own voice. That quote ain't me at all. So Smith Ellis then ran the article through an AI detector and it flagged both the questions and the answers as potentially written by AI. Benzinga's head of content, Javier Hase, noted on X that the website had retracted the story by an external unpaid contributor because the contributed content could not be verified and does not meet Benzinga's editorial standards. Four days later, Benzinga issued a full retraction on its website. Information, they said, was included that was fabricated by external sources and Benzinga confirmed no such interview took place. They have removed the story, revoked access for the contributor who authored the piece and is reevaluating its guidelines for uh, contributed content in light of this incident. So that's nice. That's nice except to do. The writer may not be real himself. So not only did AI generate the answers to questions, it may have generated the interviewee and the writer as well. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) By the way, with real human beings, the journalist from the BBC who helped fan the flames about the alleged uh, hospital strike by Israel... Uh, apologized for his mistake. But listen to this. BBC international editor Jeremy Bowen is the journalist who joined the chorus claiming that the hospital was destroyed. He reported the missile hit the hospital not long after dark. You can hear the impact. The explosion destroyed the hospital. It was already damaged from a smaller attack on the weekend. The building has been flattened. Now, 
in a recent interview on BBC, he was asked, hey, do you regret your false reporting there? He said, no, to answer your question, I don't regret one thing in my reporting because I think I was measured throughout. I didn't race to judgment. Wait, what? He not only defended himself, but justified his failure to verify. He said, he was asked, but you said the building was flattened. He said, well, yeah, I got that wrong because I was looking at the pictures and what I could see was a square that appeared to be flaming on all sides. And then there was this void in the middle. And it was, I think, I think it was a picture taken from a drone. And so, you know, we had to piece together what we see. And I thought, well, it looks like the whole building's gone. Now, remember that black square, he was looking at the roof of the hospital at night. So it was my conclusion from looking at that black square. And uh, yeah, I was wrong on that, but I don't feel bad about it. Really? I mean, at least Sports Illustrated, if they cared to have an excuse, has the excuse of, yeah, this, none of this is real. These people don't. Agree. This guy is real. It's certainly possible at this point with the state of journalism that AI would be better at this. Uh, right. Well, uh, I think so. I hate to say it, but it's probably true. I mean, even if they're just making up interviews, it might be more accurate. Than- what? What? And and how is how is AI going to react to this? So the the Hamas official, uh, the propagandist there, he held an interview yesterday, and he said that the the hostages quote had been kidnapped for their own protection. Because Israel was shelling the houses. And so Hamas went in and just saved those people. Really? Really? Now, what is AI going to do with that? What are the standards? We don't know. Because we're not writing them. This is the kind of dystopian world that I told Stu back in 97, 98. There's going to come a time when you will not be able to believe your eyes or ears. I saw a program yesterday that can take a picture of a bird or a picture of a tree. You highlight the tree. It's just a picture. If you highlight the tree, all of the leaves, it becomes like a film. All of the leaves start to move naturally. Like it's from a picture. Yes, there is a, uh, a picture of a bird. You highlight the bird and the bird moves and, you know, turns its head and it looks like a film. We are at the plate. We are at the beginning of the place where you cannot believe or trust your eyes and ears. It's going to be extraordinarily difficult. That's why I have said to you, for years, you have to be, be close to the spirit. The only way you're going to be able to discern truth is because you are relying on your connection with God. Know what eternal truth is and then depend on the spirit to verify or you're not going to know.
You will not know. The best of us will be lost. Na, 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 na.